there is a fifth dimension beyond sobriety, known only to the inebriated. It is a dizzying realm as vast as a galaxy, and as timeless as an all-night bender. It's the happy medium between clarity and confusion, between moderation and madness. This dimension lies between the depths of one's tolerance and the heights of drunken debauchery. Beyond the bottom of a shot glass lies the intoxication zone. Can I, can I put effects on me? Yeah, if you want to put effects, I assume you want to be in black and white. Yeah, how do I do that? Uh, <laughs> click on the three little stars there. Three little stars. Hey, viewers, we're going to have an interactive. You guys can <laughs> learn how to play Instagram with me. Oh, my God. So we are doing The General starring uh, Buster Keaton, which is a 1920s uh, (laughs) 1920s, um, silent film. (laughs) Oh, how'd you get the cool stuff? I'm kind of in black and white. Yo, look at your beard. Your beard looks so nice. Well, I mean... Oh, what if I just did the whole show like this? I just hello. Air black and white, black and gray. Yeah, there's there's only Stan. There's only Stan. Uh, there's only what's the song called? How uh, do I get the Serpia? Give me the Serpia. <laughs> Serpia. The se- sepia. Yeah. Sepia. So Kalen insisted. Kalen insisted that he that we do. Um, a black and white movie from the 1920s. So this episode's not going to be as this song's not going to be as long. Uh, this episode's not going to be as long as it as they typically are. There's, uh, in my opinion, not a whole lot to talk about. Um, but then again, it's not one of my favorite movies um, of all time. So I don't think you're going to be able to be in black and white, bud. I think you're right. So, Kalen. Yes, Jason. Tell us about the movie The General starring Buster Keaton and its hijinks and shenanigans. So many uh, hijinks. So many shenanigans. The gag count. Yo, so many gags. The gags are through the roof. Um, all right. So, one, I can't I'm going to get there. Have... <laughs> Hold on. Can I can I say one thing? Can I say one thing? You're this is your show, buddy. The first this first week. Hey, you're is it? When's your actual birthday? I've, okay, I've taken over. This month is Kalen's month. It's called. Uh, hold on, I have a name for it. It's called Kalen's choices. Yeah, it's not my name. <laughs> Kalen's choices. It's like a Sophie's Choice, but way more, way more the horrible. <laughs> I I didn't. No, there's called, a, there's called, a little uh, bit called, of um. There's a little bit of um. Uh, connection, a little bit, a little bit. Called, there's a little bit. It's called Kalen's Cavalcade. Kalen's Cavalcade. Exactly. Five straight weeks of this version of Kalen on the show. 
Um, hopefully you're not going to get birthday drunk every week, but, uh, here, here he is. No, When's your actual today. birthday? When's your today. actual birthday? Today? today. Well, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Like, actually today. That's fucking awesome. I didn't know that. I'm getting super drunk. But I'm well, not going to get every drunk. I'm not going to get drunk every night. I mean, I'm not going to well, get this... drunk every night. <laughs> okay. That's probably a good idea. That's uh, probably a good idea. Don't get drunk every drunk. So Exactly. Uh, I will not get weak every we lost. Drunk. We lost a follower somehow. We always have three. There's only two people in here now. We had six before. But that means we have yeah. at least one. It's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian. Our biggest fan. My hat. I'm a little upset about my hat. I want a better hat. So why don't we go... Okay. Gentlemen. Okay, okay wait one second. Let me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. So, okay. D, I think you already answered this question. I think he warned you us. He did warn us. <laughs> I think you said that you saw some Buster Keaton because of some school. Jace, man, yeah. have you ever seen Buster Keaton before? Uh, when you first got into Buster Keaton, you bought a DVD set from HMV, and we watched some at your place when we lived on um, when we lived in that building. Yeah. So that was the first and last time until today <laughs> that I uh, have watched any Buster Keaton, except I have seen many of his, his, of his great stunts. Uh, one such being, I think, is the house front falling over and yeah. then going through the window. That's a classic a Buster Keaton. I think every... No, he could have died <laughs> very easily. Not if you use math. You can't die if yeah, you but use math. That's fair, but even if you use math... The, oh, that's the, the crew of the Challenger. Ooh, too soon. Steve! <laughs> oh, Steve! Shit. You're, you're you my from buddy the 90s? on this one. Steve, you're my buddy on this one. I know. I'm pretty sure you told me you had to learn about them. Oh, yeah. You know what? Okay. Can you tell me... Can you tell me why... Why did Chaplin get more shine than Buster? Um, why did he get more shine? I don't think that... I think that Charlie Chaplin's movies are more recognized, like, overall, globally. Um, yeah. But he was also not strictly an American filmmaker. He was also an entertainer in, you know, England before America. Do you know the answer? Is it- Did I just get schooled? No, is this an opinion? Is that your opinion, Kalen? Or when you, are you... When you phrased the question, it sounded like you. Well, okay, me. so I guess, like, I guess what I wanted to do, what I wanted to try and start was. Um, we should have done this on Friday night. Silent, let's talk about silent people. Oh. Um, Charlie Chaplin definitely had more reputation. Yeah. But I personally like. Um. Buster Keaton a lot more. Well, the Buster Keaton Keaton also doesn't play the same character in every movie that he's in, whereas Charlie Chaplin always you would only recognize him really for his tramp role that he plays. Like if you see Charlie Chaplin when he's not in that character persona, it's like Mr. Bean. 
Like you, you immediately recognize. No, but well, okay. So that's the thing that you just said it. You just said it. I was like, oh man, I want to do this, but I want to do this like modern. And then I was like, wait a second, Mr. Bean, like Mr. Bean already did it. I like, and now yeah. I feel like I feel sad. I feel sad that I can't do anything, but I want to. You want to make silent movies? Is that what you're saying? Do you want to be Mr. Bean? Because Buster Keaton wasn't really a Mr. Bean. He was very straight-faced, like you say, he's a stone-faced killer or whatever. And he, the story was very modern, and the movie was very modern, for what it's worth. And Charlie so, Chaplin movies are him basically Mr. Magooing his way through different situations. And girls, like, fawning and him not, he's too dumb to realize. Like, exactly. Buster Keaton was he like, he was going shot. after ladies. He got he, shot you know. by the lady. Well, the first lady, but then that next lady that he saved was like, I love you, Buster Keaton. That was the same lady. The same lady. Yeah. Same the lady. Same I, was, I was paying 100% attention, don't worry. Yeah, she doesn't go with him because he can't join the army, and then she gets kidnapped, and he has to go across enemy lines to save her, and then he becomes part of the army at the end, and then they get married, I guess, on the train. <laughs> right. Like, okay, the train okay, bits okay. in this movie were hands down the best. And there were some pretty good, like, crazy war scenes, which must have been revolutionary for the time. Yeah, the This is this based on actually, some real yeah, shit. Time and... like, it was in 1926, right? And the budget for this movie was $750,000, which is, like... Holy shit. Wow. They do destroy a bridge with, like, a full-size train on, on it. So you're like, okay, I'm going to say that. that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Kalen's doing a reverse Buster Keaton right now. <laughs> He's never happy. I don't know. He's... My favorite part of the whole movie was when he holds up the picture of him in front of the train and just the look on his face. It, like, that was expert comedy, I thought. Expert dry comedy. Yeah, I think there's quite a few good gags in this movie. Um, I think my favorite one was when He's like, we've got to hide you. I'm going to put you in this bag of shoes. And then he loses one of his <laughs> shoes in the bag of shoes. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good bit. I like that. <laughs> the sword falling off. Classic. Um, also, the, cra the craziest... Like, he directed the movie. He also starred in the movie. But he also did all his own stunts. Like He's just stunting his way across this train over and over again. And you're like, if he died or got severely injured during the making of this movie... <clears throat> can't replace him yeah he was like an acrobat there's one moment where they're lining up to get enlisted and he keeps cutting in line <laughs> which was also hilarious to me but he does the first time he does it he jumps he runs across like three tables like it's nothing and i was like that you know that's foreshadowing what's to come in this movie because then he the whole scenario where he's moving the planks out of the way with all these elaborate uh, uh, tricks and elaborate stunts I thought was next level. So is this the first time you've seen this movie, Jason? I Like I said, I've only seen <clears throat> I've only seen like very little Buster Keaton. I don't, I've never watched well, this, this whole movie. movie. This is one of the movies that like when it originally came out it was sort of panned as being whatever. Like, didn't make a lot of money. Didn't get a, a huge return. People didn't budget. like it. They didn't like it. Yeah, but then, like, you know, decades passed and people reevaluated it based on a true story. Like, based on, I think, something called, like, the memoirs. 
case or something, which was like a real story that took place during the war. And when he originally was trying to get the movie made, he got such a large budget because people thought it was like historical documentation of something that happened. But then he's like, no, it's a comedy. And they're like, it's oh. a comedy. <laughs> I'm, I'm Seth Rogen of yeah. the 20s. <laughs> I was looking at some reviews of the movie and like one of them was like one stars. He's like, this movie's not funny at all. And I'm like, you probably would have liked it if James Frank if, if there was no other comedies ever in existence and this was the movie that was the first, like, basically the first big budget comedy, you would have been like, wow, that was the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. And then there there were like 10 movies a year in the 20s. If that, probably less. So... <laughs> also, like, filmmaking, the further back you go, the less things are very clearly defined by genre and the more everything tries to encapsulate as much as they can within a single film. So like there's a time where a musical is also a drama, is also a horror, is also an action, and they're all in one thing. And it was like, it's Hollywood. That's what we do. We we just make big <laughs> people. And uh, it wasn't until we like- We mash it all together. Yeah, it wasn't until like the 50s where that it started to sort of splinter and these larger genres kind of niche off into stuff you know now. Horror wasn't really a huge thing until, um, I mean, horror was always sort of a thing, but like it was very specific, but it also encapsulated a bunch of the other genre stuff. And then once you get to like the 70s, when, you know, like we did Halloween last week, Halloween kind of splintered horror into sort of like now there's a, a slashers on genre and that's oh uh, what if what if we what if what if we're in a loop what if we're looping what if we're closing the loop what if what if you're a looper i'm a looper what if we're loopers what if what if we just close the loop what if oh my god like oh we, the guy with the shit he killed them and now we're and now we recognize it and now we're thinking about it, and then it happens at the same time that it happens, and then it's like closing the loop. Tune in next week for our discussion on the movie Looper. <laughs> this is not that film. This is a completely different film. That's not the movie Looper, starring uh, Bruce Willis and also Looper. Oh. Good movie, I like it, but I haven't seen it in a while. So they played with their nose. How do you want to play with your nose? What? <laughs> I don't understand. This is getting more and more confusing by the moment. They had a nose. Did you not see him with the nose? Whose nose? Oh, gentlemen. So, gentlemen, uh, cheers. <laughs> oh, yes. Cheers. This is my favorite. This is my favorite episode. This is episode one. Did we start? 12, I, we I believe. And. We did it. We 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 did close the loop. Yeah. <clears throat> what am I supposed to do? Say no? I don't think so. <laughs> Gentlemen, I can't even tell you about. I took notes. I took a bunch of notes, but you know what? I'm not gonna remember any of them. Well, you, you read them off the paper, Kalen. That's why you take the notes. I'll tell you the note that I took. I, wrote them. I took exactly That's one why note. I write them. Hilarious when he shows a picture of himself in front of the train. The 1920s had frontier towns and big cities and big cities. So people are dressed well with this hilarious, like, 
cowboy background. You're dressed well. Give me the top camera. Give me the top camera, Jish man. Give me the what? Give me the top camera. Top camera? He wants to be on the top of the screen. I don't know if I can. You would have to start. You would have to start the show. (laughs) You would have to start the show from your account to do that. If we, if we did, oh my god. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I don't know what I was thinking. If next week we want to do it from the actual hidden, you see this one um, Instagram account, then you could be top screen. No, it's like, like you do. You got this. <laughs> so, what was your guys' review? Of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I have some stuff to discuss, but. I figured we would go through the plot, which is pretty simple. It's a man wants to join uh, the army to impress his one of his two true loves. The first love being his train or his engine, sorry, and the second. Right, being- that's where the picture comes from. But her family uh, believes that in order for you to be worthy of her, you need to be part of the army. She wants him to be one of the southern soldiers, so he tries to. Um, he tries to, to enlist. They deny him because he's too valuable as an engineer rather than, you know, giving him that as a reason. He's confused, doesn't know why they won't accept him. He thinks maybe it's because he's too small. Maybe it's because he's not beefy enough. But uh, he never really fully understands that it's because... He's, he's trying to find out why. He's an amazing engineer, which you see throughout the movie and his ability to pilot but he doesn't, a train. He they don't tell him that. No. They don't. And and uh, she, she says that he's a coward for not joining. And uh, <clears throat> basically, she says, don't come back to me again until you're wearing a uniform. And then I think a year passes and her father gets injured or captured or something. So she's going to go visit him. And then she gets kidnapped by sneaky northern soldiers uh, who are disguising themselves as southern soldiers. Boom, backfly! Can I say that you have successfully interpreted the film? <laughs> so far, I'm only about a third of the way through the movie. He's uh, talked about the first act. But, yeah, first but act. before we get into all of that, can we joke around a little bit? We're already 20 minutes into the episode, Caitlin. <laughs> Well, then it's a good thing I stopped. Oh, hello, our viewers, halfway through. It's like, oh, just wait, wait a second. What, what, with the end up? I feel like you're gonna barf on your camera at some point. Caleb, <laughs> why don't you read us some of your notes, buddy? I'll tell you some notes. All right. Notes. What are we talking about? Uh, what did it say? The general. The great stone face. All right. So we're talking about we're talking about um, what's the face? Buzz Keaton, the great stone face. Uh, let's see what he's saying. Uh, we we watched the general. Maybe we did. Did we? Yes. So, I had 
I, w- I wanted to throw you guys off, is what I wanted to do. And... By choosing this movie? Yeah. Um, I really did. I mean, I've watched old I, movies I, before. I did, did, this movie ties into another movie, and then it also ties into another thing with another movie. And I just, I just, I, I wanted, like, so, like, the calendar has a year, right? Like, January to December, that's the year. But, like, when you guys, when when we, when anyone, when, any, when anyone's born, that's, like, your calendar or whatever, right? Like, uh, my calendar is not the same as the calendar calendar. And so, uh, <laughs> you, you mean like you start your calendar started like um, November first, nineteen eighty, whatever, and that's when your calendar began. Yeah. Okay, got it. Exactly. See, he got it. Hey, viewers, what's up? I will be actively telling people not to watch this one. <laughs> Are we talking about the thing? We've been talking about the thing, buddy. We need some. Whoa! We, didn't we talk need about some the quick thing. facts. We need some quick facts. Tell us your facts. Yo, good facts. What are we talking about? Um, you were talking about calendars. I'm not sure what that the was. The general. Yo, do you know what I want to... Yeah, you, you know what I wish I did? I wish I painted myself with gray... Um, gray face paint or whatever. That, I wish that, that was seems like, like you would wake up with paint everywhere. All over literally everything <laughs> in your apartment. Imagine. 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 Yo, imagine. <clears throat> I'm imagining imagine. it, and I'm telling you what the outcome would be. Hey, viewers! Hey, viewers out there! Imagine. I like the part when he shoots the cannon. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That was a good moment. Um, I like because a lot of the a lot of the gags in this, I was like, oh, I hope this happens, and then it did happen. Like when he shoots it, I'm like, oh, he didn't put enough gunpowder in there. I hope it just kind of goes into the cabin and like. Just missed Yo, did you like yeah. how he was counting the gunpowder with his hands? I did. I liked that he was doing like an Indiana Jones thing, like, oh, this seems like too much, and like pouring a little bit back in. And then just put No, the but he put like a little back, but not like enough a little back. He should have put more in. Um, yeah, a lot of the gags were just like weirdly, like it was just like a a string of gags, right? Which is, I know that's what Buster Keaton is, but even in his own admission, this was like sort of a passion project for him and he wanted it to be a story that was taken from reality or history books and tell that story. Um, But unfortunately, there were people who were like, oh, this isn't historically accurate or this isn't funny enough and it it landed somewhere in between, which is why it wasn't so well well received at the time. The thing Um, that's really weird is that he told it from the South. He told it from the perspective of the South. So, like, 
The South is like kind of like the leaders of the Ku Klux or whatever, right? Like, uh, they're just kind of... It's a little bit more complicated than that, but yes, they were the ones that were trying to fight for um, their ability to, to maintain human beings as property, also known as slavery, which is extremely wrong. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I think the reason for that is that the, he didn't want to just somebody, them basically like being like, you can't be in the army for us. Um, and then him being. Hey, Jake, man. So I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow my hair. I'm going to grow. Do it. I've seen I'm you. I've seen to, you do that before. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to. Shave um, <clears throat> gentlemen. Shave reverse I was just talk, like, I didn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, with the, in the. Your plan is backfired. <laughs> Why not? Why can't we all with the, in the little? Because that makes, that doesn't, that's, you're not saying words. Yeah, I am. Fun fact, this movie is in over uh, six of AFI's top 100 lists. What are those lists? We've got movies, we've got comedies, we've got thrills, we've got heroes and villains list, we've got the cheers list. Tons. Steve! So that goes back. Steve! Steve! What, what can I do for you? Can you... What, what, what does it look like when you see me? What does it look like when I see you? You're kind of like weirdly yeah. backlit, so it's sort of hard to see your face, but... Oh, like in like a good way? Uh, I mean, you've got like a good uh, hard light on your side there. Yeah, your profile, you can see that nicely. But it looks like you're squinting through one eye, closing the other one tightly. Do I have a nose? You have a nose, yeah. You got a nose. Ah! Does this help? Ah! No, it's just not changing the lighting. <laughs> Does the yelling bounce back? Ha! Uh, Johnny Gray was nominated for one of the top here. <laughs> the hero list. Um... <laughs> no, I knew this hey, movie team. was hard to talk about, but I didn't know it was going to be this hard to talk about. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be hard to say any words. Um... <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Not say words? No, tell us about the movie. Say things about the movie that we reviewed. Well, oh. The general. Yeah. So, Charon Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. The stone-faced madman right, or whatever. Let me, let, me, let me tell you. Let me give you a little some, some, some. You guys are my buddies. You guys have my back. You guys... I want you to, like, rub me on the back and tell me everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Sometimes, sometimes I'm wrong. This isn't the place for this. <laughs> You're not wrong right now. What would you be wrong about? We can just uh, talk well, about... Not the, the wrong, job. wrong, but, like, good time. We don't need to prove anything wrong. 
So, Buster Keaton, he's the man. But, <laughs> but, he, he does not win. For some reason, he does not hold um, like jurisdiction. What's it called when like you like uh, that's your area? What's that called? Where are the gangs and the bloods called? Where are uh, those? Crips? Crips? <laughs> are they blue? I, you mean like tenure? Like last ability? Um, staying power? Um, notoriety? I don't know. Is right. Wait, wait. What is it? What? Oh shit! Infamy. Infamy is a good one. I need. I need. I need. I need. I think I know what you mean. I think what you're saying is why. Why are you able to say Charlie Chaplin's name and it immediately conjures an image in everyone's head? But if you say Buster Keaton, that same thing doesn't happen. And I think it's because he didn't have as many movies as um, Charlie Chaplin. He is not as recognizable as, as Charlie Chaplin. And he also, after this movie was such a failure, he lost his, uh, his sort of status as an independent filmmaker and he had to go back to like a very tight deal with uh, MGM, I believe. And, uh, you know what it was? He was uh, he was an alcoholic. He was I'm, not I mean, able to. He was not able to profit off of his gestures. He allowed his whatever. Well, I mean, that being said, like his initial idea of this movie was that he believed he had taken a story from history and told it well, and it was one of his favorite movies made and decades later people agreed with him and it was one of the first movies um inducted into the um library of congress the first uh like the first titles of, of films that was inducted in what, i believe I, something like that yeah I, this movie and it was it's because it's now regarded as one of the best movies ever made like period yeah i was gonna say I was like, I was pretty sure. You, I thought you guys were gonna call me out, so I was gonna say, I was gonna say to you guys, "Ooh, well, he had this accolade and that accolade, and like, there was a lot of uh, a lot of shoutouts to his style." Right. Well, I mean, I I think that people who are into film, particularly, are not going to be hard pressed to think of good moments buster keaton movies because they'll be familiar right like this movie in its own has a lot of iconography things that you recognize that you didn't even realize jason you saw it today you said for the first time and you probably recognized a few images like when he's sitting the on train the side stuff the and when yep. he's like when he's hitting the log on the other log like yep. those are things you see in like oscar reels and stuff being like the greatest movies ever made and it'll always have a, a couple of buster keaton um, I, mean, I just looked into it a little bit, Steve, and you were right. Basically, it was a, it comes down to Charlie Chaplin was just 
seen by more eyes. Buster Keaton is an American actor. And it seems like at the time, like you said, he was, he kind of tricked the studio into making this movie. Right. So of course he's going to have like a black mark put on his name after that. They used to, they used to blackball you and kick you out of Hollywood. If they suspected, suspected you were a communist. So I can, I can see when Charlie Chaplin is British too. Right. So he had people watching his movies worldwide, and I don't. I would would assume that Buster Keaton movies didn't make it out of the United States. Uh, I doubt it, and I think that uh, the movie made um, less than five hundred thousand domestically, and then the it made just over a million worldwide. So, like, that's the rest of the world making up a little yeah. bit. <clears throat> Like usually when it goes worldwide, it, it brings in a lot more, but it didn't. Um, I don't know a huge amount about Buster Keaton's like personal life outside of like his film life. But, you know, that being said, the amount of notoriety that someone like Charlie Chaplin has, it's like, I know all, all about his like weird, gross life that he had. And I don't really know anything about Buster Keaton. Other than yeah, I mean, accomplished stuntman, actor and director. Look at modern day actors who like Robert Downey Jr., who famously played Chaplin had a very interesting career where he was a huge star in the early nineties then went away for a decade because of his home life, you know, yeah. came back, at least became a bigger people. star. Yeah. That rarely, that rarely happens. Look at Chris Evans. He was in literally in not another teen movie and in shitty rom-coms and in com- like comedies and stuff. They, you know, he plays um, he plays the second or third boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim. So you see that he could play that, you know, that chin character. They put blonde hair on him. And then he plays fucking Johnny Storm in two movies. And they're like, mm, that's not quite it. And he puts on the weight, becomes Captain America. Boom, megastar. So I guess, you know, Buster Keaton never, they, he, he didn't, ironically reinvent himself enough times for Charlie Chaplin, you know, with one note for his whole career, like Laurel and Hardy are, are the same kind of thing where they're just a comedy duo who did the same thing for their whole career. Um, Abbott and Costello are another duo who did the same shit for their whole career. They were the care. If you were going to see that it, 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 nowadays, it's a lot like Tyler Perry and Medea where people don't when, people, when Tyler Perry shows up in a movie, he's a great actor. And when he shows up in a movie, people I, like don't realize it's him because they think he's the Medea guy. Yeah, and I mean, that might... I mean, you don't recognize him because he's not playing Medea. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So now, it, it, back then, there wasn't as much. The pool wasn't as big, and and Charlie Chaplin really just had more eyes on him. And that's why Buster Keaton. And like Kalen said a minute ago, I guess I guess if he had some home life problems, much like Robert Downey Jr., but you know, careers were shorter and life expectancy was shorter, and there was no help and mental health issues weren't dealt with properly. They weren't dealt with properly ten years ago, let alone they're still not, let alone you know seventy years ago. So yeah, and like alcoholism was just like, oh, he died of the drink. Yeah, he, he got the he got the tremens. <laughs> got the old gin shakes. And he just couldn't keep it together after that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that guy needed help for his whole life. <laughs> so, I think that's... I didn't know Buster Keaton had a, had a, had a drinking thing. 
I didn't know that either, actually. But uh, <clears throat> like I said, I, didn't, I don't know a lot about his personal life. I, I know enough about his filmmaking to be able to have a, an hour-long discussion about one movie of his. But um, have, we, I, have I, we been playing this whole time? Sorry? Yeah, we're 40 have minutes into a show here. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I, I said, like Kaylin mentioned earlier, I, I saw this movie for the first time um, about like 14, 15 years ago when I was in university for the film program that I was in. And we watched a bunch of very early classics, but this is one of the only ones that really stuck in my brain in terms of that iconography that I was mentioning before. <clears throat> because it is funny. Like you're, It's not like gut-bustingly hilarious where I'm slapping my knee throughout the entire thing, but... I am watching it and being like, ah, I like that gag. Oh, his top hat got caught in the tree. Funny. Like, well, it had a lot of it had a lot of things that transcend the era. It's like I just watched the new Dune movie, and you know, on paper, it's the same as the David Lynch movie, almost beat for beat. And a lot of he, they redid a lot of the scenes from the David Lynch movie, but there's an indescribable difference when you do things well and you make the iconography and the cinematography in this movie were outstanding. This movie, I watched it on fucking YouTube, and it looked like it was 1080p. And and Buster Keaton, the makeup that they use on Buster Keaton's face, and you can see it in the pictures. They make him more stone faced. I think. I think they put they they you know they do his eyes, they pale him up a bit, and and the comedy is coming from him not reacting to anything, and that style of comedy persists today, like to this day. You see. You see the straight man, and he's the straight man in that universe instead of Charlie Chaplin being the bumbling buffoon, the tramp. The, he's more of a Mr. Bean, where um, uh, Buster Keaton is more of a Jackie Chan, I would say. Yeah, I'd like I mean, to make that parallel. I would say, yeah. I mean, obviously not as spectacular, but for 1926, the stuff that he was doing, I cringed a couple times being like, oh my God, he like. This steps once, he's going to break all of his He's going to die. It, it, the train could have killed him at any moment in a lot of scenes. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you guys I love you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we love you too, buddy. <laughs> Happy birthday. Well, we, no, no, we got no. this. I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to surpass a whole bunch of like, uh, living force field around us. That's good. It's good to have a force field. Do you have a favorite Big ass force field in the movie? Like a favorite gag? Go on. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> it sounds like a. Doesn't sound like it. Do you have a favorite part of the movie, Kalen? What? The yeah. Movie, the general. What are we talking about? The movie? The general. The general. The movie. The general. Yeah. Do you have a favorite moment, like a like a slapstick moment or a favorite moment? Okay, one of my favorite things. I'll tell you what one of my favorite thing was when he's on the uh, the Train? gear, the the thing. The yeah, thing. The, it's a locomotive, the, the loco part. You know the the thing, the thing that moves. The 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 arm that moves the wheels. The gear. Damn. The gear. The... Sure. I think the gear is the thing on the train track that actually switches it to I another track. I don't think it's a gear. Loose. 
I see you, Jimmy Boost. Look at the alcohol content on this. Tyler says like point five. Is it point five? It's four percent. And it's Monday night, and I'm having this beer and another beer for the second half of the show. You. Let's have some alcohol. <clears throat> what language is that? It's, it's alcohol language. <laughs> um, I like that he gets inducted into his lieutenant status at the end. That was nice. Even though it was for horrific people. Yep. What are you supposed to do? Say no? But look, they're gonna. Um, yeah, I think my favorite gag was nah. probably the, the, the shoe, but I did like uh, that he keeps kind of getting mad at the woman for dumb stuff. I don't know what her name is. I can't remember. Um, I only remember his name because he says it twice and it's literally written on the screen every time. So I'm like, ah, yes, Johnny Gray. Um, <clears throat> but she does a thing where she ties a rope and he's like... It's, he's it's Annabelle Lee. Annabelle Lee. Uh, she's supposed to be like the daughter of like... Of General Lee? Yeah. Is that what this movie's about? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I need to go back in time and... The stone-faced ice man. That's the stone-faced. Hey, we're gonna have a stone face. Um. <clears throat> well, I think that. Uh. I, I think there's a few other silent films that I would consider doing on this show, but they are kind of hard to discuss because often they are extremely um, linear and n not complicated. And it's usually just a flat story. Like, this is the story. This is the beginning. This is the middle. This is the end. Um, and there's not a lot of complexity to them, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But... Right. <clears throat> You think that it's like akin to you, you put the movie in and you, you pretty quickly realize what's going to play out, especially the older it is, because like these are tropey things now where it's like, oh, yeah, it's very predictable. But it's like, yeah, but, you know, in 1926, when it came out, maybe not as predictable or maybe that's exactly just we're giving people exactly what they wanted kind of thing. But look at like like once it goes out of silent film, they do kind of a hard reboot, and then movies are still boring for a while. Well, not boring by today's standard, they're boring. But by the then, now the big thing is they have you can hear everything that's happening, you can hear the talking, you can hear the sound effects. Um, but you know, horror movies and B movies from the nineteen forties, uh, and most movies from the nineteen forties that I've watched, I've been very much like this is very much like three acts. Um, you know, a tight 90 minutes, um, and that's it. And, and you get, you just get, you, you go to the movie to see the stars. You're, I, I don't think it's about the plot until the 60s, the 50s and 60s. It's well, more the spectacle. <clears throat> and like the most experimental silent era stuff is not 
outside of the United States. Everything in the United States is very cookie cutter. Like, this is Hollywood, the silver screen, a place where stars are born. But you go to, like, Germany or France, and it's all, like, very... Uh, it's very experimental. There's one... Oh, my God. I had to study it, and I cannot remember what it's called. Uh, the Petit Jambon. <laughs> The nineteen twenty, the nineteen twenty-seven French epic. Speaking of silent films, it's great that this episode has had so much uh, silence in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are we still talking about the thing? Yeah, uh, for we got yeah. about five more minutes. Oh no! What the? Kayla, do you have any? Do you have any more trivia trivia facts for us? I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of trivia facts. Okay, hit us with one. Okay. It's Halloween. Um, sorry Halloween episode was last week but close I was trying to find the list of all the like entry level film course stuff because usually the way it started for us was like you started very early on it's like this is the history of cinema these are the biggest movies that people still talk about to to, to this day Um, this movie being one of them that's what I do um, there's this one what I was getting at was like there's a lot of weird French and German experimental film, and like even as early as um, man, I'm fucking around with that French and German and that French shit. What exactly, <laughs> viewers? Hey, viewers! Hey, viewers! He's talking to you, Brian. <laughs> 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 The movie uh, Unshin Chandelu is a movie that I watched. It was made in 1929, and it is wild. Like, it's it's just a lot of images being shown over and over again, but they keep showing this woman Steve. where she's about to get her eyes cut in half with a razor blade. Steve. And you, they, yes? Yes? Are you, are you trying to tell me that you've, like, watched my, like, my shit? I've watched your shit? Have you enjoyed... This silent era. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the silent era. I've had to like really, like I, I've had to watch a lot of it for school, but I, I haven't revisited most of it because a lot of the time when you're doing that stuff, you have to sit there and analyze it and like write papers on it and discuss it in small groups and large groups and trying to uh, explain yeah. how you feel and think. So I've, I've been exposed to a lot of it. But uh, what I'm Steve, trying to say is that the, the difference, the difference between American silent film and the rest of the silent film that was happening at the same time, uh, is vastly different. Yes. What else did you? Steve. Steve. Yeah. Steve. Steve. Yes. What do we have? Great old time. We are. I'm just trying to make sure that this episode has information in it. <laughs> so if people ever decide to yep. watch it, they'll have some information. They don't even know. 
They don't even know. Yo, Steve! Yeah. Steve. So, um, this, this, let's, uh, talk about our, um, let's talk about our ratings for this movie and take her home. Um, I just wanted to, before we <clears throat> ended here, I just wanted to go over that. Um, I, I actually enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. I, I liked, I like Buster Keaton's face. Like I like his look. I love that, uh, his ability to just not react to anything and everything is kind of just happening to him. Um, I really enjoyed his character and I really, like I said, they lo- the movie looks great even today. And I think that comes from the way that filming on, um, actual film, you can upscale a lot easier than filming with digital. If you look at a lot of the movies that have been filmed digitally, they do not hold up looking at you, the matrix movies. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going to give this movie a three and a pretty solid three, because I think, that if you are a fan of cinema, you should watch this movie, pretty much. Um, yeah, I think that I am more or less in the same ballpark in terms of uh, how I feel <laughs> about this movie in terms of watch- watchability. I think it's it's good. Like, it's not, it's not when you're watching it, you're not like, Ugh, I got to slog through this movie that was made a hundred years ago. <laughs> uh, like, literally. But... Uh, there's a lot of good slapstick. There's a lot of good planned out stunts and gags. The story is pretty predictable, but at the same time, compelling enough that you're like, I kind of want to see how he gets rid of these guys or where is this going to go after this? And how does it end? Um, when I watched it the first time over like 15 years ago at this point, uh, I remember being impressed by everything. Just the just from thinking about the fact that like, holy moly, nowadays, like, if, you, if you're an actor, you've got like five stuntmen. If you're a director, you were never anywhere near anything dangerous. And this guy is just jumping from train car to train car, throwing logs to stop derailed trains. There's live fire everywhere <laughs> constantly. And it's like, yeah, you think about the limitations of the time and what they accomplished. It's pretty amazing. Um, not the grandest spectacle you'll ever see, but there are some pretty cool things that uh, are impressive, even to this day. Um, I mentioned the the bridge collapse with the train at the end is pretty is pretty pretty well done. Um, I'll I'll give it a three as well, um, and that's coming from somebody with a modern perspective looking at it as a movie watching it today. Um, if I had a time machine and a brain time machine that made me think like a nineteen twenty person, I'd probably think it was great. I would probably think I would probably think this was a five because like I'm I I'm, I love comedy today so I probably would have still loved comedy back back then even though everything was super depressing all the time and smelly um, but this would have been a great escape for uh, 89 minutes on a Friday night or whenever they watched movies in a hundred years ago um, and I would have worn my best my best suit to, to the to the theater um, I would have taken my best gal. And I uh, would have uh, eaten some popcorn. They probably still have popcorn then. No, they had like marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> they had co- Coca Cola that was ninety percent cocaine. Uh, yeah. You would have liked any. You would have enjoyed anything. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned the runtime. It doesn't feel as long as it is. No. Uh, which is Not good. It's a good sign of any movie. <laughs> 
it has very distinct parts. Like it, I've watched some movies from the 1940s where I was like, hey, where is this going? And then it doesn't go anywhere or it, it's stupid. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh my God. <laughs> Get yes. to the point. Just watch the 70s version with, uh, what's his face? Donald Sutherland? Uh, Kaylin, let, give let's uh, yes. let's close it out. Give us give us your rating for this movie and your final thoughts. Well, what can I say? We go on a journey. We we have fun with this this sad clown. This sad clown prances around, and we join him throughout this journey. And what am I supposed to do? Not, 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 not join them? We're not supposed to have a fun time? I don't. Do you have a rating or? Hey, look at that cool last mask. I'm the, bat I'm the reverse Batman, just like you're the reverse Buster Keaton. What was your rating for the movie? Uh, you know what? I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to introduce you guys to Buster Keaton. That's what I wanted to do. And Steve, I didn't realize, even before all of this, I didn't realize Steve is the man. <laughs> Thank you. That's what. That's why I wasn't like. That's why I was immediately like, "Yes, yeah, Steve should be doing this project with us because he's he knows what he's talking about." Not all the time. But, but... I want to have fun too. <laughs> You're having fun, buddy. That's why I was so harsh on you in the opening bit. We just had to fit no, some. We just had to fit like some that of that lame man. trivia in there. Like Steve is the man. Steve is the man. Thank you. Hey, uh, you know, uh, what's the, what's the, in the... Right. Still don't um, know what you mean by that. <laughs> Wednesday, when it's my birthday, I will be talking about a movie, and I'll be just as uh, drunk, probably. And that's something I wanted to bring up with you guys off camera, but uh, this, uh, we're, Kaylin has given it a five, I assume, so <laughs> we're going to... And this very special uh, part, hey, did you see this one? And half, uh, hey, did you see this one after show, usually reserved for when we do a Friday or Saturday night show. Um, for everyone, I'm Jason. You guys don't need to do the thing. Uh, but Steve, you do, do I do that. Hey. All right. Hey. Hey, for, for Jason and Steve, <laughs> I'm me. And I have a hat. And it's great. For Kaylin, Steve, I'm Jason. Uh, for Kaylin and Jason, I'm Steve. And hey, did you see this one? I hey. bet you did. For the rest of the month, for more of Kaylin's Cavalcade. Kaylin's Cavalcade, where we tell them to take it down seven notches out of a possible 17 notches. But thank so you for watching. This has been um, one of our more, more memorable episodes, and uh, Brian, uh, you may as well just join the show. <laughs> have, a, have a happy uh, No Nut November, and we'll see you uh, next week. And happy birthday, Kaylin. And happy, it's birthday. A ha happy birthday to you.
you're older now uh, and wiser, and we love you, and get a, get your vaccine. Okay, have a good one. There is a fifth dimension beyond sobriety, known only to the inebriated. It is a dizzying realm as vast as a galaxy, and as timeless as an all-night bender. It's the happy medium between clarity and confusion, between moderation and madness. This dimension lies between the depths of one's tolerance and the heights of drunken debauchery. Beyond the bottom of a shot glass lies the intoxication zone.